This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans, to another edition of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. So glad to have you along for yet another great episode. Shane Wilbur here with you, and due to some scheduling conflicts this week, Joe Carrion unable to be with us. Now, allow me to clarify this week. Uh, Joe actually definitely wanted to be a part of the podcast. However, uh, due to some scheduling conflicts on my part and uh, the Canton football game being moved up this week, uh, I had to uh, get the podcast out a little bit earlier, and uh, Joe's only available uh, a little bit later in the week. So this time around, it's more my fault that he's not available this week than uh, actually his. He actually did get a hold of me and say, well, when are we doing it this week? And I'm like, I got to get it done. So just to make sure that uh, an episode got out this week for all the folks uh, who were disappointed a couple weeks ago when we didn't get it out well this week uh, I just kind of had to take charge and make sure that things got done but Joe is definitely missed and uh, look forward to having him back here uh, in the upcoming episodes for sure all right but uh, that turns us to this week's episode and boy do we have a lot to cover here this week uh, we're definitely going to talk uh, some Northern Tier League football we're going to talk some District 4 football and also uh, we're going to get into some cross country as well uh, coming up here a little bit later on in the podcast we're going to talk uh, some Northern Tier League and District 4 football with Doc Massey that's right Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun Gazette a lot of folks out there call him Doc on social media he'll actually give us uh, the explanation as to how he got the Doc Massey nickname or uh, actually gave it to himself I should say but it's a pretty interesting story I kind of chuckled uh, when I got a chance to talk with him earlier this week and also uh, we're going to get down in the trenches that's right we are going down into lineman territory I mean we've talked about and raved about the Troy Trojan line on the offensive and defensive side all year long well guess what we're actually going to talk with the line coach Joe Millard that's coming up here in a little while as well so definitely a heavy dose of football coming your way as we will definitely get in some pigskin talk right here on this episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. However, as we do with every Northern Tier League Now podcast, it's always fun to take a quick trip around the Northern Tier League and uh, see some other headlines around some other sports as well. And we're going to start with Ty Morrill of Wellsboro. Yes, we need to pass out some big congratulations to Ty Morrill as he will be competing in the state golf tournament. Uh, Ty able to qualify for that after uh, finishing where he needed to. I believe it was like an Eastern Regional Tournament and uh, Ty was uh, able to finish I think in like the top 10. I think he finished ninth overall or something like that. And uh, Ty was able to make sure he was uh, able to compete now in the state tournament. So yes, congratulations to Ty Morrill of Wellsboro. And uh, Ty, we wish you well and uh, go represent Wellsboro in the Northern Tier League uh, to the best of your ability. And we'll definitely be cheering you along and uh, maybe uh, in an episode here in the coming weeks, we'll be able to get you on and uh, talk golf. Now, Joe won't be able to talk much golf, but hey, I'm with you, Ty. So congratulations. Go have fun at the state tournament there for uh, the state golfing uh, coming up here, uh, I believe, like in the next week or so. So yes, big uh, kudos there to Ty Morrill of Wellsboro. Also, hey, folks, have you not heard about this? And if you haven't, I'm going to bring your uh, attention to it. You know, we've talked a lot of cross country here in the early going. Uh, big thanks to all the coaches who have uh, been really willing and able to come on and and uh, kind of give me a little more insight, give the listeners out there some insight on cross country. And well, here in 2019, this is great. The Northern Tier League actually just voted in its first ever cross country Hall of Fame class. Now, this is great. I mean, to be able to, you know, kind of expand the horizons give these runners their due. I think this is awesome, and uh, congratulations going out to the first Hall of Fame class for the Northern Tier League cross country. Uh, the runners uh, individually for this year's Hall of Fame class were Garth Watson of Canton, Trisha Learn of Mansfield, Lori Maurer and Tyler Spencer of Tawanda, and Mike Cook of Troy were all of the individual runners who were elected into the Northern Tier League Hall of Fame. Uh, Coach Mike Murphy from Northeast Bradford, he was 
was elected in as a coach for this year's class. And the two teams that were elected in are the only two state champion teams from the Northern Tier League in cross country. That was the 1997 Wellsboro Lady Hornets uh, runners and the 2012 Northeast Bradford boys. So congratulations to all of those individuals for earning their stripes uh, to be in the first ever inducted Northern Tier League cross country Hall of Fame class. So definitely something to see uh, these Hall of Famers uh, get their just due here in 2019. Also, uh, Northern Tier League champions crowned here in the uh, girls and boys cross country action. Uh, congratulations to the Troy girls for winning the NTL meet uh, last weekend and congratulations to the Wyalusing boys on winning uh, the NTL meet as well as they now get ready to go on for some district running as well. I believe uh, Jules Jones though from Kalineski Valley was the overall uh, girls place winner in that action. So I mean the NTL is going to be well represented once district time rolls around for cross country. So yes, uh, good luck to all of our runners. Uh, who will be moving on and getting ready. Now, of course, boys and girls soccer getting ready to head into districts as well. Uh, again, congratulations going out to the Athens boys and girls as they were able to claim uh, their Northern Tier League titles. Uh, Athens just keeps that winning streak going on the girls' side for yet another NTL crown. And, uh, you know, Troy and uh, other schools gave it their best shot. But as you know, uh, sometimes programs just find ways to win, and that's exactly what the Athens girls did. And, of course, for the Athens boys, they just keep on trucking as they look to now get into the district playoffs and defend their district title coming up here in uh, about a week or so as well. So, yes, kudos to all of those uh, athletes as well. Now, uh, NTL volleyball action winding down, too. Once district playoffs start rolling around for that, we start seeing some more clear seeds come around for that. Uh, we'll actually uh, be getting in touch with uh, some area volleyball coaches. We'll talk about that coming up as well. But, yes, uh, just want to pass along all those great accolades here for uh, all of our Northern Tier League athletes uh, not associated on the football side because as I said you know this uh, episode definitely going to have its fair share of pigskin coming up so we definitely want to get those uh, accolades out there for all of those uh, other athletes here as well and of course you know keep up the trend of uh, a very well-rounded podcast you know and as I said you know when this thing started that's exactly what this podcast is intended to do and uh, I hope that uh, all the listeners out there are very appreciative of the fact that uh, you know Joe and I, you know, we've stayed true to that and we're definitely going to keep that uh, coming up here in the future episodes as well. But as I said, we do have uh, a lot of pigskin to talk and we're going to do that here coming up in just a little bit. So I uh, want to welcome in the good doctor here in just a short. That's right. We're going to take a quick time out here. We're going to thank our good friends from Circle W Sports. And then when we come back, I'll be joined by Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun Gazette. Always fun to talk with him. We're going to talk Northern Tier League football. We're going to get his reaction from last Friday night after Wellsboro beat Canton 40-6. to We'll talk some District 4 football uh, seating and uh, where we see some of the projections going for that. And also, you know, I had to ask him. I know it's not a Northern Tier League matchup, but I'm just an appreciative person and I love to talk football. So I had to ask Doc uh, his opinions and thoughts on this coming Friday's matchup. A big one in District 4 as undefeated Southern Columbia takes on undefeated Montoursville. So we'll get his thoughts on that as well. I know it's not Northern Tier League affiliated, but hey, if you love football, you definitely want to hear about some of the bigger games in the district, right? So, and it's my podcast and Joe's podcast, and we can do what we want because we love to talk football. All right, so coming up here in just a short, Chris Massey's around the corner, but first, we want to thank our good friends from Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Joined by Sun Gazette sports writer, San Francisco 49ers aficionado, and uh, a guy that I've just kind of followed around the sports world through District 4 for a long time here on the NTL Now podcast. It gives me great pleasure to say hello to Dr. Chris Massey. Chris, what's going on, my friend? 
Hey, I, I appreciate the 49ers intro. This is this has been a glorious first uh, five six weeks here. Five and out. <laughs> you know, awesome. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't not put that in there for you. But uh, I do have to ask you, where did the Doc Massey thing come from? <laughs> it was born out of spite. Uh, my first year up here is uh, the '99 2000 school year, and I was dating the doctor. Well, she was a resident. She was trying. She was going for uh, to be a full time doctor. She was in her, I think, her second or third year of residency. Anyway, we we broke up. And I was mad at her, so I figured, you know, she's busting her butt, putting all these hours in to be called doctor. I'm just going to start calling myself doctor, not have to do any of the work for it. I don't even know how to I don't even know how to come up with a good retort or reply for that I mean that story alone is just too good to be true but okay we'll we'll, we'll leave the uh, the personal side stories uh, for another time but we're, we're uh, friends now me and her are friends so oh okay so it's, it's it's all better now <laughs> yeah we're good oh man well you know hey this is what I love about this podcast is you know sometimes you can just throw flares of uh, fun info and everything in there as well but I mean on a, on a serious note uh, Chris Chris, you know, you've been following uh, the District 4 standings, as have I. You know, we're coming down here the stretch for this final couple of weeks for football season. And, of course, last Friday night, we get this big main course, main event football matchup with Canton and Wellsboro. And Wellsboro comes out and just hammers a 40-6 to victory. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you saw that score come in Friday night? I was pretty shocked. I, I, I thought it was a coin toss game. I, I picked Wellsboro, but... Uh, I basically the only reason I picked Wellsboro was because they were the home team. But I thought it was going to go down to the wire, so I, I was pretty shocked, uh, to say the least. Well, after you get uh, that kind of initial shock out of your system and, uh, you know, you kind of process what went on, you know, a lot of the reaction now is, my gosh, what happened to Canton? Uh, on the flip yeah. side, can we give a little more credit to Wellsboro that uh, maybe they figured some things out here since the early part of the season? Yeah, and I mean, I, I think they were pretty fired up to, to make a statement because they had, they, I mean, I, I didn't really know a whole lot about them because they, they had been beaten up on teams, but they were all teams with losing records and, you know, that you can only play who's on your schedule. And they went out and they picked up Milton and they picked up Hughesville a couple of years ago. And it's, it's not their fault that those two programs have fallen on hard times. Uh, but yeah, I think. Wellsboro was dominant in those first six wins that they had, and so yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you got to give a lot of credit to Wellsboro because I think we know what they what they had made in Hauser and that he's one of the best running backs in District Four. But I think it's the development of a passing game and the way Isaac Keen has really come on strong, uh, and combine that with the defense. It's been really nasty the last few weeks, and and they've got something good going there. Uh, unfortunately for them, they're in double-A in Southern Columbia, but uh, they're still having a really good season. I think what's crazy is, you know, a lot of parents are, uh, you know, still kind of in shock. You know, folks are, you know, from whether it be Canton, Wellsboro, around the NTL. I mean, I talked to a lot of people are still wondering, you know, I mean, was that uh, really the type of game that it looked like? And I mean, I was there in person. I'm like, yeah, like that exactly was what it looked like. But, you know, I think when you try to explain it to people, I don't really know, you know, if they've really followed just how, you know, tight knit and victorious this Wellsboro team has been. I think a combined maybe, what, four? losses uh, through JVs and into varsity for this senior class and of course last year Canton ended that winning streak so I mean you knew yeah. Canton and uh, you knew Canton was going to get a good shot from Wellsboro Friday I just don't think they expected the wheels to fall off as quick as they did yeah I mean I, well from Wellsboro's perspective I think Matt Hildebrand's just built an awesome program there I mean ever since he took over in 2013 they've, they've won eight or more games every season so and like you said, the JV's doing well. They're the seniors at the JV level. Uh, only lost two games, too. So it's a, it's a heck of a class there. And I guess from Canton's perspective, there's nothing they can do about it now and in the long term. The only thing it really does is it puts them in a must. In, in terms of the NTL one, they've got to win out now. They get a share of it. But if you look at the big picture in, in terms of districts, they still control their own destiny in terms of getting that cop seed home field advantage. So as frustrating as it was for them, I think if they learn from it and they get better from it, 
Oh, that's what I was, you know, trying to explain to some people as well. You know, I mean, when people are like, well, you know, they just Wellsboro ran here, Wellsboro ran there. Well, you know, I think uh, for the folks, you know, that might be wondering, you know, what happened to Canton? Let's let's kind of pump the brakes a little bit. I mean, yeah. in Canton's defense, Wellsboro probably is the only team in the NTL athlete for athlete that could probably run the type of offense they do, the style they do and run it as well as they do against, you know, a warrior team that obviously has a lot of athletes as well. And, uh, yeah, I think they, Wellsboro's got a lot of speed, and you know, it starts with Aiden Hauser, but I think they have a lot of speed on both sides of the ball. And, yeah, I mean, they, and they've obviously done well up front, too. And so you combine that with the speed that they have and some of the experience that they have. It's, it can be a powerful combination. And, uh, and Canton hasn't been, I mean, let's face it, they – they went in some close games with Athens and Muncie, but I don't think they've really been in a game where they've been punched in the mouth like that. And you know that can, that can be that can be a little shocking to the system. So I think it gives them an experience that they don't want to taste again. And, and maybe the next time they're in a position like this, they handle it better. But but then again, I don't think in districts. I mean, Clare's good, Muncie's good, South's good, but I don't think they're as explosive as Wellsboro, so I think for them it's just a process of this one's over and now it's on to the next one and how do we get better so that we're right where we want to be coming into the playoffs. All right, so as we look at the playoffs here coming down the stretch, obviously, you know, Canton will indeed hold their own destiny pretty much in their hands as far as Class A goes. I am of the opinion, uh, looking at uh, just what I've seen, you know, in highlights and film and whatnot, that, uh, you know, until you're beaten, you know, the uh, the Canton Warriors obviously are going to remain as the top seed, but I still think... For my money, if you're asking me to lay, you know, maybe a, a, a pack of gum or maybe a pizza or something on it, I I think South Williamsport might be the second best team right now, even though they're kind of stuck at the bottom because of their schedule. Yeah, I, I think you can make a good case for them. Uh, like I think I think we know the four teams that it's going to be, and I think you can make a good case for even Muncie, even though they got they lost by a lot to South and they lost to a lot or lost by 14 to Canton. I still think they're a pretty good team that's getting better and better. You know, Sarah's got some explosive playmakers, Canton, the top seed. But, yeah, I think but I think a good case could be made for South because they, I mean, they play such a physical style of football and their line is good. They've got some big boys there. Luke Winter is a, a load to bring down. He's about 220, 230. He's, he's got some speed. They've got a uh, unfortunately, they lost Gannon Garisky for the season, but they've got a couple of other good running backs. And the quarterback's pretty good, too. I mean, he doesn't have the greatest stats, but you know, by South standards, they're throwing the ball a lot more than they have in the past, so I think he takes the pressure off those running backs. And then when you're facing Southern Columbia and Mount Carmel, Central, uh, Southern Central Columbia and Mount Carmel, and they'll be playing well sock next week, you're certainly going to be the most battle-tested team in the field. So the big question for South is can they stay healthy going into week 11? If they do, I think they've got as much a chance as anybody. And I wouldn't say they're the favorite, but they could be a tough out. Definitely uh, looking at, uh, you know, just the way they're built and, uh, you know, the experience factor, too. I mean, last year they came limping into the playoffs. I think this year, you know, even, uh, you know, Goreski's obviously a big loss for them. But, you know, you could just see that there's still uh, some good young depth coming uh, on that South team. Now, of course, uh, you know, you project up into the double-A bracket where, of course, you know, we were just talking about uh, Wellsboro a little bit ago. And, of course, you know, you got North Penn Mansfield right there in the fray. Uh, Troy's obviously, you know, splitting kind of the difference between uh, Southern Columbia and Mount Carmel. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you take Southern Columbia out of the mix because they're their own monster, their own entity in general. But I think when you go two through eight, I mean, I think maybe two through four, even, you know, those top uh, other three teams, that uh, could be an interesting battle down the stretch uh, with power rankings. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think two through four is interesting. Uh, you know, can't in week 10, so I, I think they're the favor there, but if they lose and Wellsboro wins out, you know, they might vault them, and Mount Carmel's in the mix there at 6-2. So I think a lot of things could happen there. I think 
know, Wellsboro's sitting at four right now. I think they would obviously love to get up to two or three and, and get out of the southern bracket. Uh, but but I think that those top four teams, I mean, Southern's a whole different animal. And now Carmel, Troy, and Wellsboro are all really good teams that are, that are doing some really good things and all. Top three of them are heating up at the perfect time right now. I think what's really crazy is, you know, I look at this Troy team this year. Of course, you know, you haven't seen Troy as much as I have, obviously, being in, in the Heartland and where your Fridays go and where mine do. But I look at the makeup of this Troy team. And, Chris, you were there pretty much through a lot of their district title run a few years back. Now, I'm not saying they're as good as that, but a lot of that team was built inside out with the line, with the defense, both fronts. And that's really where I say a lot of the mirror imaging comes with this Troy team. And, well, we saw, you know, when uh, when Troy can run what they want to run with, you know, that type of line and uh, control up front, they can be as dangerous as anybody. Yeah, and ironic, they're seven and one, and ironically, it was their one loss that really opened my eyes because they uh, they scored thirty five on Bald Eagle area to defending District Nine Triple A champion. He, he came into the year in the preseason uh, number three team in the state rankings, and, and it was forty two thirty five, and they they moved the ball at will on them. So right there, I knew right away that these guys must be for real. And they came on strong at the end of last year and have a lot of those guys back. And just looking at their, their rushing numbers, I mean, they're just they're just bullying teams. Like you said, they're bullying them up, up front. And uh, when you can run the ball like that, you're going to be pretty dangerous. And I think, you know, right now they're sitting, they would get Mount Carmel if they got to the semifinals most likely. And I think they can match up with them. Mount Carmel usually can overwhelm teams up front and I think with the size Troy has and some of the running backs it has and you know kind of a multifaceted quarterback and Dominic Ayers. I, I think they could give them a good battle if they if they were to meet up in the semis. So here's an interesting thought because, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, this Friday night uh, a lot of football fans are obviously going to have their uh, eyes peeled uh, towards uh, your probably game of the week, I'm assuming, uh, with Southern and Montoursville. Now, don't tell me you're not going to be in the stands for that one Friday, Chris. I'm, I'm actually handing it off to Mitch Rupert. We kind of have a triple – I mean, I, that's the main event, but we have a really good undercard where you're on a loyal sack. A really good triple A matchup, so that's where I'm going because I haven't seen Warrior Run yet. I've seen only seen Sock once, so I kind of want to go there. And Mitch was obviously pretty excited to to get Southern Montoursville. Wow, I cannot believe you passed the torch on that one. I'm I'm absolutely shocked. But okay, for just the football fans out there, because you know we all follow District Four football in some capacity. Kind of give me a give me a breakdown here on uh, Montoursville because I have yet to see them. And uh, you know what explosiveness they can bring uh, against Southern. I mean, can can they give Southern a, a pretty good matchup here Friday night? I I think if I mean. If I, if Wyoming area can't, and I, th- I think Montoursville, in the, right, I think there's a chance Wyoming area and, and Montoursville could hook up in the states. I, I don't know if Montoursville can, and that's that just shows how how amazing Southern is because this is an awesome Montoursville team. They've they've had some great teams in my 20 years here, and this not like they get caught up in the moment. I think they can match up with any of these great Montoursville teams in the past. Uh, the defense has been nasty. They're all allowing seven points a game. They've got three shutouts. The starters have only given up two, I think two touchdowns in the last 23 quarters. And the offensive line has, has been outstanding. They've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of different running backs they utilize. They spread you out in the passing game. Uh, but, but they've really been tough up front. That's impressed me the most in their biggest games. All that being said, I, I'll be surprised if, if, if they can keep it within 30. That's, that's just how good Southern Columbia is. 
Man, it's just crazy to think that, you know, we can sit here and we can talk X's and O's, Jimmy's and Joe's for like the longest time when it comes to football. But, uh, you know, and for those of the football fans out there who may or may not know, let's be real. Montoursville's uh, probably going to be the perennial favorite going into uh, the District 4 AAA bracket. I mean, they are that good in AAA uh, for District 4 and possibly beyond as well. And uh, if the doctor doesn't uh, see a good cure here uh, for them going against Southern Columbia, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I mean, and that's like, this is a team that I think if, they, if, they, if they're able to stay healthy down the stretch and, and stay focused, I, I think it's a team that has the ability to win districts and, and possibly make a run. I mean, I'm not saying they get to the state finals. I still don't think that's kind of a long shot, but but I think they, it, it wouldn't shock me if they did it. That's, that's how good I think they are. And yeah, to say that Southern, for me to think that Southern is going to win this game pretty handily, which I do, it just it speaks to what a monster Southern Columbia is. I mean, I think they're a team that would probably win the 3A title, would win the 4A title. Beyond that, I don't know. But I think when you've got four kids that are going to be going playing at Big Ten schools next year, I, I think Southern can hang with some of the best 6A teams. They're, they're just on a ridiculously different level right now just uh more good knowledge uh from the good doctor that uh, i can always expect and uh chris i'm glad that uh this week we were actually able to uh link up i know last week you know i i did have some creative uh miscues in the podcast i did kind of promo you a couple times and you know well, that, was, that was all that was all me i know i know scheduling idiot and, 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 uh, my, i'm getting older so my short-term memory uh, isn't very as good as it used to be. Hey, you know what? It happens, and that's why you know us in the media. You know, we we just we just cover for each other. That's all we can do. But I'm sure soon uh, along the way we'll catch up uh, once basketball and wrestling and everything else starts to roll through the winter sports. So be safe, my yeah. friend, and uh, enjoy the uh, coverage here as we head into the district playoffs for football. Yeah, same to you. It's fun doing it. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. All right, joined now here on the Northern Tier League Now Podcast by a man who is just used to being in the trenches and always a good time to uh, talk to. I know he's always got a lot of good insight, but uh, let's talk with the line coach from the Troy Trojans football team, Joe Millard. And uh, Joe, uh, always a great pleasure not only to talk to you, but also to uh, give the guys in the trenches a little love. Oh, thanks, Shane, for having me. Uh, you know, you and I, we, we go back quite a ways doing football games on Wiggle, and, and it's always nice to get you know, to hear the perspective of another guy who's, who sees a lot of football and, and not to mention, like you said, it's good to get some props for the guys in the trenches who don't always get the, the recognition that they deserve. So, Joe, I mean, it's no secret, you know, if you talk to a lot of the coaches around the league, they know that, you know, when you play the Troy Trojans, you're going to battle in the trenches, and that's where you have to win. I mean, I know they say, you know, that's the that's the whole basis of football in general, but it just seems like it's cranked up another level this year with uh, that group of linemen that you got. And I'm curious to hear your perspective. I mean, did you see this group becoming this good this year? Yeah, we, we kind of, as a coaching staff, you know, we had, we had some good teams back five, six years ago, and we knew that we were going to kind of go through a lull and we talked a lot about this group of kids in particular and and thought they could be really good. And, and the leadership of our older kids, you know, uh, uh, a Jack Imp, a Ryder Lathrop, a, a, a Caden Robb, and, and all the other guys, you know, not to mention my, you know, my, my sophomores that start for me, Mason Imp and, and Eli Crane. Like, they really took control of the weight room this year, and, and they were in there like five days a week busting their butts and really put the time in made every open gym and and really really set the stage for for what they've done this year it's it's really been on on their shoulders and the fact the work that they've done to get us to this point 
It's so interesting to see how much improvement this team has gone from right out of the gate when they set the tone in week one against Bald Eagle area. I don't know if anybody really expected to see that type of shootout, and I guarantee you uh, when the Bald Eagle area coaches got together, I don't think they were expecting that uh, type of performance from the guys up front either, and it's just so good to see You know, the confidence started in week one, and it's just kept growing as the season goes. Yeah, it's 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 so funny, you know, like usually when you take a loss, it's, it's really a downer for the team. But considering the, the, the beat down we took last year from them down on their field, even in a loss, like there were so many positives that our kids took out of it. The fact that we could battle with them, the fact that we could score, you know, we're not known for our passing game in Troy, but the fact that we had a couple of passing touchdowns against Bald Eagle, who's a great team. I think they've only got one loss on here playing down there you know, down in, in District 6 with all those other bigger schools, Belfont and, and and such, and they're having a great season. So it's a huge morale boost for our kids to know we can compete with some of the upper-level teams. It's so cool to see, you know, how well, like you said, the, the leadership that has come across uh, with this squad. But, I mean, leadership obviously comes from great coaching. And I know, Joe, you've been in this mix now for, what, I think nine years you've been together uh, with Coach Smith and the crew and everybody. I mean, what has this ride been for you like to, you know, see the highest of highs? You've seen the lulls as well, but yet you keep battling in there with the guys. Well, you know, it's every, every year – at the end of the day, it's about the kids and it's about growth for them. And, and we, there's a couple of great things in that. One is that we, we as a group, you know, we've been together throughout this. We, we've stuck together, highs and lows. We've had each other's backs. You know, and you know, you coach Shane, so you know there's conflict from time to time and everybody's got each other's back. And on top of that, we, we learn together. Everyone has a say. Everyone gets, gets to make their point. And then, to top it all off, when we first started, we we had a great um, we had a great conversation with Coach Dossie from Tawanda, and that was back when Tawanda was coming off of those multiple, multiple, multiple successful years. And he he talked to us as a staff, a couple of us, and he really said something that really stuck with me. And he said he said as a coaching staff, you can't ever get caught up on on wins and losses. You can't ever let you know what what the what the general consensus of, of success is. He says, your successes are based off of, of the growth of your kids throughout the season. And if your kids, you might never win a game, but if your kids are successful, you know, if you see growth in every single week and every single game and every single practice, and by the end of the year, you can say, wow, we're this much better than when we started. Then as a coach, you're successful. And we as a staff really, really believe that we really, really focus on, we, in fact, we say it almost every week. There's only there's only two things that can happen. You get a little worse or you get a little better. Nothing ever stays the same. And we really challenge our kids every week to get a little better, get a little better, and improve. And and so far, it's, it's worked out pretty good for us overall. You know, it's kind of funny, Joe. Earlier in the uh, podcast, I actually had the opportunity to talk with uh, Chris Massey from the Sun Gazette. Uh, we broke down a little bit uh, of, uh, you know, the NTL season, talked a little districts as well. And, uh, you know, we, we took a little focus here towards Troy. And I mentioned to him that, you know, we were both around for, you know, your big district run a few years back. And I said, mm -hmm. one thing that I think mirrors the most out of that team and this team is how similarly built they are from the inside out. I mean, that team with Dylan Brennan, obviously, uh, you had Shooker in there as well. I mean, that team was so physical inside. I mean, you've seen it. You're with these kids every day. How does this line interior compare with that team? Well, I think, first off, when you talk about successes, in how they're similar, and I, th I think that has to do with with what we do. You know what I mean? We 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 focus a lot on on the line. Uh, Coach Smith is is excellent in in being supportive of what we do. You know, down with our our guys hitting the sled, and he makes a point to to make sure that our kids. You know, our kids. It's kind of a running joke. Like you never get your name in the paper unless you do something wrong when you're a lineman. And, but Coach Smith is very, very, very supportive and very protective of our line. And so I think that helps a lot and, and, and helps to breed success with what we do. And, and, and because of the way we play football, 
when we have the big strong lines like we had in 13 and 14 and like we do now, I mean, the way we play, obviously, that's all success for us. Now, the similarities, uh, I, I think there's a lot of them. I think we had a bunch of kids that, that were bought in, which is the biggest thing of all, you know, into what we were doing and, and the out-of-season out work that it took to get successful. Um, and, and on top of that, you know, you look, like you mentioned, particular names. We had a bunch of kids that year that were big, strong, smart kids. You look at a Dylan Brennan, you look at a Kyle Shooker, you look at a Dakota Kelly, you know, um, uh, Brock Shooker, uh, Kalen Taylor, uh, all those guys that were on that line. Um, and there was more. Briar Jenkins worked in and, and on the defensive line, Levi Smith and, and Walker West. And, and if I'm forgetting somebody, I apologize. But you look at those guys, and they were all bought into what we were doing, which, Matt, doesn't only mean they appreciated our scheme, but it means in, in the months that it really matters, you know, from January to August, they're in the weight room year-round. And that's the same thing we have with these kids. You've got big, strong, smart kids. Jack Imp is one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life. You know, and his brother's not far behind. And then you work in uh, Caden Robb, who's crazy strong and, and very intelligent. And uh, Ryder Lathrop, who's extremely intelligent and has worked his tail off to become a specimen of an athlete. And Eli Crane, who... Though he's small in stature, he's got a heart like like nobody you've ever met. He'll go, 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 and he's driven, and he's focused on what we're doing. And every single one of those guys, most importantly, has bought in to our uh, to our scheme and our work ethic and our what we do and how we do it kind of mentality in Troy. And I think that that's what the similarity is and, and why at this moment we're being successful. Well, what I want to know is, are like the, the quarterback Dom Ayers, you know, you got Landon back there in the backfield, Benford, of course, are all these guys who are having these holes open for them, are they, uh, are they taking their linemen out for like wings and stuff? I mean, they owe these guys a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff here. I mean, these guys are doing some work up front and making them look really good this year. Well, I, I don't know about them taking them out for dinner, but there's definitely a camaraderie between the two groups that you don't always have. I mean, if you coach this long enough, sometimes there's separation between backs and, and line because they're just two different worlds. But the guys we have right now, like they they come off the field and they're excited about big hits. They're excited about big holes. Uh, you know, Damian Landon runs as hard as anyone I've ever met. Binford's as shifty as they come. Uh, Dom Ayers is such a great leader. He's developed into such such a great leader with swagger and attitude and 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 take control kind of guts that you want in a quarterback and all of them like get it and they they get excited about our line and they get excited about push we watched film tonight and, and and they're all look at the push on that line like it's a lot of fun to be with this group of kids that's awesome to hear. And, of course, uh, Joe, you know, I know you've been uh, around the block uh, both uh, in your playing days with the line and, uh, you know, now in the coaching uh, element as well. So I know, uh, you know, being down uh, with the lineman definitely has kind of that special place for you, and you've really grown uh, into that line, Coach. And uh, to see, you know, how these teams have come together over the years, I mean, you've really uh, you've had your influence on this program. Well, that's, I appreciate that. And, and you know, you, you and I, you know, we we played for the same guys from here in high school, and and Coach Moyer and Coach Schaefer especially, um, just kind of the attitude and the 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 direction that they sent us in when we were players, Shane. You, you, I try every day to go out and and kind of emulate their attitude and their mentality, and because I know, like for me personally, it it, it helped me become who I am. And, and again, at the end of the day. You want these kids to have the best experience they can playing this awesome game and and maybe get a little something extra out of it as well. And that's all that's all we're trying to do over here in Troy. Hey, man, you've got uh, a big couple of weeks ahead of you, of course. Uh, you know, you got Athens on the horizon coming up this Friday night. And then, of course, yeah. uh, you know, the big old shoe game coming up uh, in a couple of weeks in Canton as well. So I know uh, you've got uh, a lot more preparation to do with these guys and uh, keep that, uh, you know, kind of uh, hunger drive attitude uh, alive here for these next few weeks because, you know, Troy's obviously going to have their ticket punch for the district playoffs as well. So got to keep these guys uh, on the alert and ready. Oh yeah, it's it's a day by day process, and 
and we talk every day about being focused on the here and the now and, and just taking in every moment, you know, of, of what this is and the experience it is of playing high school football in the NTL and not looking till tomorrow when we still got to deal with today and, and, and we're just going to take it day by day and, and hope things can work out for us. Well, I know I had to uh, come to you to be the uh, outspoken person uh, for this uh, big interview and the featuring of Troy because I know if I'd have contacted Coach Smith, he'd have been like, call Joe anyway. <laughs> yeah. Jim's a good guy. We've been together a long time. and and uh, But he's, he's just as – it's so neat to, to see other people who, who didn't necessarily come from the background of being a lineman to be so bought in to – to the concept and, and the mentality and and just 100% behind these these kids that, that we have that have been working so hard. So hey, it's great. That's awesome, man. And, uh, again, keep doing what you're doing because the kids obviously have bought in and uh, they're enjoying the success for sure. So uh, good luck to you and uh, the Trojans the rest of the way, man. And, uh, you know, obviously yeah. I'll be uh, on the journey with you following this as it goes, you know, uh, from the radio booth. So keep it up yeah. and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road, man. Well, thanks for you and for what you do, too. This podcast is a great thing. It's great exposure for these kids who really are working hard and and uh, and can take all the recognition and fun out of it they can get. So I appreciate you, too. Remember to follow the Northern Tier League online at ntlsports.com. Also, you can follow the Northern Tier League on Facebook by searching Northern Tier League and on Twitter at NTL Athletics. Thanks for tuning in here on the podcast this week. Of course, again, want to thank uh, Joe Millard, the line coach from the Troy Trojans, for stepping in and joining us. Of course, we've praised the Troy Trojan lines offensively and defensively all season long. So big thanks to Coach Millard for uh, taking some time for us here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast this week. Also, uh, you know, as we do every week on the Northern Tier League Now podcast, we always got to squeeze in that uh, weekly preview for football action. And of course, this week we head to week nine and we're going to start things off on Thursday night this week. That's right. We start with a Thursday night kickoff. This will be from Island Park in Blossburg as the North Penn Mansfield Panthers host the now seven and one Canton Warriors after suffering their first loss last Last week at Wellsboro, uh, a lot of storylines going into this one. Of course, this game can be heard live on Wiggle 100 and Wiggle100.com coming up Thursday night. Kickoff time scheduled for 7:30 on Thursday. Now, of course, uh, as Doc Massey said uh, earlier in the podcast, how will Canton respond after uh, being punched in the mouth last week uh, by Wellsboro? I mean, the Hornets took it to them. How will the Warriors respond after facing a little bit of adversity last week? Uh, If they can get back to basics and just execute the game plan the way they have the first six weeks of the season, they should be pretty good going into this one with Island Park and uh, North Penn Mansfield on Thursday night. However, if you are the Warriors' defense, Hey, Coach Dickinson always knows and always has a plan to execute his spread offense. And, of course, uh, the quarterback, Litzelman, for North Penn Mansfield, uh, he's going to be ready to uh, chuck it around the field a little bit on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, it should be uh, shaping up to be a pretty good one here. North Penn Mansfield looking to try and uh, maybe increase their district power ranking standings. A win over Canton Thursday night would definitely go a long way for that. Warriors just looking to try and avoid that second loss and uh, potentially get themselves back into the muck of things with Sayre down in District 4 Class A. All right, speaking of the Sayre Redskins and, of course, uh, the Class A bracket, boy, do they have a big one coming up on Friday night as the Sayre Redskins are actually going to head to Muncie on Friday night, okay? Now, here Sayre is 6-2 and two on the season. Muncie comes into this one with a 5-3 and three record. So this one's a big one not only uh, for District 4 standings, also for the small school standings as well. And uh, if you're the Redskins, uh, this is one you definitely have to have. If you want a host coming up here in a couple of weeks, you've got to be able to beat Muncie coming up here on Friday. But if you're Muncie, hey, you're the defending District 4 Class A champions. You've been through this rigor before. You've got Sarah coming at home. You defeated the Redskins at home last year. 
Now it's your time to uh, welcome in the Redskins again. And, of course, this Sare team this year, hey, they've shown they can put up points in a hurry. So this should be a good one coming up uh, on Friday over in Muncie. Uh, some other action coming up on Friday night, of course. Uh, our Friday night game of the week on Wiggle 100. Troy 7-1 and on the road to Athens uh, to take on the Wildcats at Alumni Stadium. I don't care how much the struggles have been for the Wildcats this year. This will be their, uh, I believe, final home game this year as I think they're going to be uh, at Sare for the Rusty Rail. Don't quote me on that, but I think this is their final home game this year. Hey, you've got a uh, final home game. You've got a good team like Troy coming to town. You're always going to get up for a game like that, and if you're Troy, uh, you can't lose focus knowing that you've got the old shoe game coming up here in uh, just a week's time. So this right here, the potential for maybe a game closer than what you think uh, like I said, if you're Troy, you can't look past Athens, and uh, if you're Athens, you're obviously going to come out and uh, give Troy all you can handle. But yes, this one should be fun coming up Friday night uh, at Alumni Stadium, and as I said, you can tune in for that one uh, on Wiggle 100. Okay, uh, 95.3 The Bridge coverage will come your way on uh, Friday night as well from Hughesville as the Tawanda Black Knights, now winners of two in a row, they are now two and six on the season, will head to Hughesville to take on a a uh, winless Spartans team thus far. Hey, Coach Dossie and the Black Knights, they've got things rolling right now. And uh, for Tawanda, uh, was checking out the power rankings this week. They've now climbed into the district playoff race, okay? They are now into the eighth spot in the Class AA standing. So if you're Tawanda right now, now the goal is get out of that eighth spot, get up to maybe seven or six, get away from Southern in the first round. And I think Tawanda's got another winnable game right here on Friday night and uh, expect a heavy dose of Tanner Kunkel and Jai Share Robinson coming up on Friday as the Black Knights look to possibly win their third in a row as, uh, you know, they'll be on the road next week as well uh, for the bronze helmet game. But, hey, you know, you got to take on uh, your opponent that's right in front of you this week. So uh, Hughesville next up here for the Tawanda Black Knights coming up on Friday night. And like I said, you'll hear that action coming up on 95.3 The Bridge. And, of course, uh, we've got uh, some other Friday action as well as uh, Bucktail will be hosting Columbia Montour Votech and Montgomery will be hosting Kalineski Valley as uh, Montgomery uh, could maybe, uh, you know, squeeze themselves uh, back into the thick of things there for possibly that final spot. Uh, in the Class A bracket, but uh, they definitely need to win here against Kalineski Valley coming up on Friday. And uh, Kalineski Valley, I don't think out of the thick of things yet in the uh, AAA bracket either. I think they still have an outside shot at potentially getting into the uh, AAA playoffs too, but uh, who knows? We'll see uh, as the season starts to wind down, but uh, for the most part here, I think if you're Montgomery, you definitely want to handle business at home and see if maybe you can get uh, a little closer to uh, that fourth seed in the Class A playoffs. Now, Friday night is not the last night of Northern Tier League football. Again, with uh, more scheduling changes this season, we've actually got Saturday afternoon football coming your way as well. Uh, One o'clock kickoff from Wellsboro on Saturday as the Hornets uh, will be at home taking on Wyalusing coming up uh, Saturday afternoon. And of course, Wellsboro, you know, saw them last Friday night. They are as hot as hot can be right now. Aiden Hauser is running anywhere he wants to go. Isaac Keene, the quarterback, just maturing by the week. And, uh, you know, that hasn't even brought to the forefront, you know, the athletic abilities of one Silas Wagaman and all those guys as well. But right now, Wellsboro definitely clicking on all cylinders. And uh, they're definitely going to be a hard stop for the Wyalusing Rams coming to town on Saturday. But, hey, you know, if you're Wyalusing, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Get it to Shane Fury. Get it to Isaiah Way. See uh, where the chips fall in that one and uh, see if maybe you can pull an upset coming up on Saturday but uh, as I said going to be a tough one going to Wellsboro uh, with the Hornets playing as well as they are and being at home on the turf so that right there will round out the Northern Tier League week nine football preview here as we get ready to finish up week nine and then of course we head right into rivalry week next week and I got to tell you I am itching for rivalry week not only because it's the final week of the regular season and the following week is districts but rivalry week is just so much fun when we can talk about uh, all the other rivalry games coming up next week and uh, hopefully uh, Joe will be able to be back and uh, we can have some fun breaking down uh, the NTL rivalry action coming up next week. So, yes, definitely, uh, you know, 
well and looking forward to this week and next as we get ready to wind down the Northern Tier League football regular season. And speaking of winding things down, I believe we have come to that part of the Northern Tier League Now podcast where things are pretty much winding down. But again, I want to remind all the listeners out there, hey folks, remember, keep giving us a follow on social media. That's right. Go to at NTL Now on Twitter. Remember, you can follow NTL Now podcast on Instagram. And of course, go to NTL Now podcast on Facebook and give us a like there as well. Definitely enjoying all of the social media following. And hey, make sure you drop us uh, some comments, drop us some feedback. You know, we want to know exactly uh, how you're feeling about this so far. I mean, this is, uh, you know, into double digit episodes now. So uh, having some fun with it uh, since the debut uh, back in the beginning of August. But yes, definitely keep dropping that feedback. Send us a message, send us a tweet, even hit us up on Instagram regardless. Uh, We definitely love that. And of course, as I told you earlier, remember to keep up to date uh, with the Northern Tier League itself. Go to ntlsports.com for scores and updates throughout the Northern Tier League. And of course, you can check out uh, all kinds of standings as well. I mean, we've got District 4 standings coming up too. Make sure you're going to piaad4.net for uh, all of the upcoming possibilities for standings uh, for all of the uh, fall sports and see where your area team uh, may fall as far as the power ranking standings and such may go. So definitely want to go and get all that info as well and uh, go on to all the social media sites and uh, give all the likes and follows that you can. But that will uh, pretty much round out yet another week of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Again, I want to thank Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. Also want to thank the line coach from the Troy Trojans, Joe Millard as well, for stopping in this week. And as I said, uh, hopefully next week, Joe Carrion will return uh, for another great episode as we get ready to head towards Week 10 in Northern Tier League football action. All right, folks, have yourselves a great week. Remember, football kicks off Thursday night as the Canton Warriors will take on the North Penn Mansfield Panthers. You can tune in for that one with me coming up on Wiggle 100, 730 kickoff coming up on Thursday night. All right, have yourselves a wonderful week. Talk to you next week for another great episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. I'm Shane Wilbur. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to another episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast, another exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.